It's a little past time for the clock on the wall. We are Americans and we love to be harnessed by the clock, don't we? <laughs> Uh, turn to page 287 and we will stand and sing. <clears throat> I'm living in Canaan now. Um, metaphorically, I'm in Canaan now. Oh 
Amen. Going to a real place. And uh, more real than this temporary stuff around here. <laughs> Lay down my burdens and pick up my robe and crown. <clears throat> I don't want to get there and say, I can't, I, I can't find one with your name on it. I know it might, probably not that way, but I'm, you know, it would be awful to say, I'm here. Right. Who'd you say you was? Yes, right. No. He's so gracious and wonderful, giving us all we need. Yes. Time that we need. Yes, that's right. Get ready in advance. Amen. And go in on them wings of love. Anyone over here have a special prayer request? Anyone? All right. Just let me. Boss family in Raleigh says, oh. You got to work with him. I requested prayer for him the other night. Uh, his sister's in the hospital. Uh, she still has septus. And uh, he wasn't talking to me today to tell me exactly what's going on. But I asked him, I asked his sister, and he says, I don't know. So the one that was living up here in Statesboro moved back down there with him? No. He's still up here. Okay. She's living with the lady. Okay. The one that was in South Carolina. Yeah, moved. I knew about she that. She didn't like him and moved down, and now they found out that uh, he may have cancer. Okay. So help them find a doctor that will take him soon. These doctors, I know they are professionals and everything, but sometimes they don't see the seriousness of seeing yeah. getting it done. All right. <clears throat> and these do.
Lisa. So for uh, we were in Virginia Sunday and went to church there and uh, the pastor said he had I noticed a whole vacant space over here and he said he had at least 30 people out uh, and so there I think maybe some of them had COVID or some sickness like that but I'm not sure what it all was, but a lot of people out. And uh, I do remember them because, you know, when you... And he said they were his worshipers. <laughs> and that was even more out, you know. <laughs> so, woo. So, do, do pray for one another. We're all in this together. together. Amen. Let's find a place to pray and ask the Lord to help us this evening in the service.
against the things that are going on. I want to run toward Jesus. Amen. Amen. Run toward Him. Amen. He can take care of all of our hurts. Yes. He can heal our heart. I know I go to a cardiologist. Some others in here do. And I found that uh, even cardiologists are practicing. But Jesus knows how to heal. Amen. And to bring hope to the broken and downcast and uh, I appreciate him so very much and uh, it's good having our faithful ones here this evening and uh, not saying that some that are out are uh, uh, not but I do appreciate your faithfulness and coming being part here Lord's going to help us Lord's going to help us and I appreciate what God has done for us already Already in the last, just the last little bit, I've been greatly encouraged. We've got revival coming up. And uh, like Brother Robert had said, revival needs to start with us. We need to start praying for revival in our hearts. Uh, Doing some fasting, some praying, some witnessing. I'm going to tell you what will encourage you. To witness somebody and see them come to church and then see them come to the altar and give their heart and life to the Lord. Nothing like it, folks. Nothing like it. Amen. We're going to come to you here tonight for the Wednesday night offering. And um, so, Brother Robert, why don't you come and receive our offering here for us tonight. There, Father, Lord, we thank you. Oh, yes, Lord Jesus. Bless us, Lord. Bless this service. Bless the offering, Lord, that it may be used to further your kingdom, Lord. We ask all of these things in your holy, righteous name. 
We love you, Master. We thank you for everything you're doing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Teresa, if you'll get us a song together here this evening or sign somebody to sing a song, but <laughs> whatever. But uh, I do appreciate, you know, you ever wondered why Matthew and uh, uh, Luke and John on some of those situations that, where they told stories that were the same stories were a little different? Have you ever wondered about that? Are we home tonight? Okay, all right. Well, the reason that they are, some of them are slightly different is because of a matter of perspective. That's right. Matthew... He, even though he was a, um, what do you call it, a tax collector, he was really kind of a traditionalist when it came to the Jewish way of living. And so uh, he looked at things from that. That's one reason why whenever he, uh, in his book of Matthew, a lot of his things are uh, explained from the Jewish perspective. Luke. Y'all do know Luke was not one of the apostles. I personally believe he is one of the disciples, but not one of the apostles. He was not one of the chosen twelve. He said in, uh, I can't remember, if I think it was in the book of Acts. He wrote the book of Acts too, by the way, if you didn't realize that. But uh, he said that uh, when he was uh, writing that letter, that he was a witness firsthand. He was there. Huh? He saw it. And so, but he was a Greek and he was Jewish, but he wrote from that Greek perspective. History has said, and modern day history uh, uh, professors and all that say that he is one of the greatest historians of all times because of the way that he described things in the book of Luke and the book of Acts that they have found later on to be exactly the way they, it was done. And so uh, it, it's very interesting. But I said all that to say this is, what's your perspective? Yeah. 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 Huh? Yeah. Car breaks down. Air conditioning don't work. <laughs> huh? <laughs> People on vacation don't come back. Huh? Hello? What is your perspective on things? Huh? Is it half empty or half full? You see, it's a matter of perspective. If you're always thinking things are half bad, when really and truly they're half good, come on. I forgot to tell you. Did you get a chance to read that article, Teresa, about the... So, Teresa's uh, uh, dad had this surgery done and had a, a, a pig valve put in. And so, anyway, his blood pressure has gone way up. Running close to 200, over 200 a few times in the past uh, few days. Uh, staying up and all that. And so I got to researching it. It's amazing what you can do with Google. <laughs> I put in there, 
after heart valve replacement, high blood pressure, and boom, here are these medical documents saying that up to 58% of the people who receive these pig valves have increase in blood pressure. And it says it's actually a good sign because they're the survivors. The other ones, their chances of survival seem to be less. High blood pressure, a good thing. It's all in our perspective. Yeah, it's boring. <laughs> Don't go there. Don't go there. I'm apt to do things like that, you know. So, uh, you know, I've, I've wanted to say, wank, wank, wank. But it's a matter of perspective. Yes, Folks, the Lord is coming. Yeah. And the days are going to grow dark. Darker. Huh? You notice it? Darker and darker. Huh? Sin is going to be worse and worse. It's a matter of perspective, folks. It does not dim the light of Jesus Christ. Does not dim who He is. Does not have an effect on our salvation unless we let those things affect us and we draw away from Him. Okay? And of course, the other exciting thing is about empty churches, okay, is that he's able to fill them. Where sin doth abound, grace doth much more abound. Amen. And so, you know, thank the Lord for y'all. I do. Here, we can look around and we can see those that when the test came up, when the trial came around, y'all stuck. Where are the others? Huh? I used to be in pest control business. Thank the Lord I'm out of that. I used to tell my wife, I had to knock on a hundred doors to get one yes. Huh? And by that same rule, you might have to knock on 200 doors, but then you're likely to get two yeses. You see what I'm saying? Come on. In serving the Lord, there are many that come by, but they don't all stick. I don't know about you, but I want to stick. I don't want to go back. I'm not turning around. Amen. I know there's newfangled ways and all that kind of stuff that appeals to people in their relaxation. You know, you don't have to be at church every every week. You know, we only have one service a week. One service a week? What? How can you grow by that? How can you learn of the Lord? I know some of them have these... Uh, home study things. That's all right. That's okay. That's good. But I can tell you the vast majority of those folks that go to those one services a week don't attend any of that other stuff. I want to hold on for Jesus. And I'm looking forward to what God's got for us. Amen. Remember the scripture, except there be a great 
falling away. The Lord's coming, folks. Amen. That's no excuse for us to sit back and cross our arms and say, well, there's nothing we can do about it. Oh, no. There's a lot of folks, more now than ever. I'm not trying to preach. I'm sorry. There's a lot more now than ever who don't know a thing about God. I, I heard of some that came just recently. Like they had almost never had been in church before. Can you imagine such? We need to get the gospel to them. Amen. Amen. All right. Go ahead. I wasn't going to share this because I don't want to be out of order. But today my auntie called me, texted me, whatever. She said, Savannah wants to see pictures when her daddy was a little kid. Of course, he's fat and had big old glasses. And so I pulled him out, you know, and took pictures. But while I'm going through those photo albums that cause pain, you understand what I'm saying, guys? So I'm going through those photo albums, and then my mind rolls back. Sheila Roberts there, Roberts a lot younger. He still had black hair like he does now. Sheila had black hair, y'all. That was dark hair. Yeah. And, you know, this was right before they came uh, that I, I, my mind went back. And uh, I wasn't going to share this, but it goes along with what my husband said. You are going to be faced with opportunities from now to the Lord's coming to go back. You really are. You may stay religious, but you may still go back. And it's like uh, I got a text story. They said, they said, are they ready? Is this person ready? Are they ready? Brother Ron, Years ago, I got a taste of the old time Holy Ghost. Oh, yeah. And I knew as a little girl, it was real. It was real. So, along the way, my husband, you know, being called to preach, um, I sang with a group before the Hicks came. There was a tape made, sent off to a very big, you know, singing group. They said, We want you to start singing with us. You'll be gone on the weekends. Now, we had a, a church downtown. I didn't think they had air conditioner, y'all. They said, we'll try to get you back, but you'll, you'll be away from your family every weekend. The money's good. What would you say? The devil told me, you're spreading the gospel. You're out there. They're looking at you. You're not going to change, Teresa. You hear me, folks? Brother Jackie, I told them, no! No! I am not so strong in the Lord that I cannot be deceived. Right. You may say you said that too loud. You have to sometimes. You have to tell the devil, I said no, you religious spirit. But thank God I know the real Holy Ghost. Yeah. No, we kept having to stay in church with no air conditioner, sweat like crazy. And what long, you know, after that, uh, praying for two years for a piano player, the Lord sent us these two. Amen. And you know, we had ups, we had downs, and it's going to be like that till the Lord comes. But when I stand before Him, I'm not going to shoot past heaven. No. Y'all hear me? You're not either. 
Brother Joy Hyde, they used to tell him, you don't have to live like that. You know, I don't know if you've heard Brother Don Rich, Brother Joy Hyde preach it. You don't have to live that close. Well, I don't think I'm going to shoot over it. I don't want to draw short. That's right. Oh, I don't want to draw short. I don't want to draw back. But if you don't know the real Holy Ghost, we need the Holy Ghost now. Folks, the Antichrist may come. He's going to have a like spirit. You better know the difference. And his spirit already does work amongst us. They speak in tongues, they anoint, and they prophesy. If you don't have the Holy Ghost in you, you cannot tell the difference. Come on. Be mad at me. Come I'm on. telling you, you've got to keep the Holy Ghost. And I will tell you, they have a whole lot more than we do. And if you say Satan's not going to be religious in these last days, you are wrong. Oh, Put on the whole armor of God. That's right. Put on the whole armor That's of right. God. That's right. I want to stand against you. Yes. Oh, I lost yeah. everything. Come on, honey. But the devil will say, you've lost it all. But I got my soul in my hand. Yes. I got my soul in my hand. It may just be me. Maybe my husband. Maybe my little ones. I don't know. But I got my soul in my yeah. hand. And I just thank the Lord. Just felt to share that. Look at those <laughs> pictures. I remember sitting on a pinnacle of the temple. Fall down and worship me, and I will give you the world. But the gift was given by the old time Holy Ghost. You hear me? If you'll fall down, give that gift to the Satan. You can still keep going like you are, but you will miss the anointing. You hear me, folks? Ain't nothing like the anointing. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Through Many dangers and toils in this life I have already.
Right. And never come back. And it is, it is a tragedy, but it is a reality. We have to hold strong because the world is in disarray. It is. And they're looking, at, they're looking at people to save them. It's not the government. Nope. It's not the politicians. It's not the military. They can't save no. them. It's the people of Christ. Right. We have to be the ones to hold strong. And so I, I, I'm not trying to take up a lot of time. It's just we, if we don't lean on him, we will eventually leave from him. That's right. And I, I just, I really feel strongly that, yeah, we may not have the population that we once had. But the people here are standing the test of time. That's right. That's what it's going to take. Right. The people here are leaning on Christ's chest. They're listening to that heartbeat. They're in tune with him. They can hear that drawing that the Lord has for each other or for people. They hear that. Yes. There are those that will leave. And it's a sad story. But they cannot change the way we are. We must hold fast to the faith. Right. I love the Lord. Thank the Lord. Sure. Um, I appreciate the Lord, and I'm so thankful for His goodness to me. And I've been thinking about all the testimonies and what you said just a few minutes ago, and it just kind of all goes together, you know, with what's going on. And I was thinking, you know, about what Sister Sheila said and how God knows everything before it even happens, right. and how He's so mindful of us that He prepares us even when we don't even know He's preparing us. Right. That's right. I wrote down some scriptures, and I know you say this one a whole lot, but think it not strange concerning the fire trial, which is to try you. It's not strange. It's going to happen, you know. And, and one of my things was I've been without a washing machine for two months. I've been washing clothes like the old timers did, and it has been rough, you know. Yeah. And he's not used to this. But when you, to, when you have to do those things, it not only humbles you, it makes you realize your needs and, and places where you need to pick up the slack, you know. I'm yeah. Easy. Anyways, but then the next verse it says, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, established, strengthen, and settle yeah. you. Amen. The things that you're going through, he's making you perfect for a reason. And Amen. then the last one was, when he had tried me, I shall come forth in the gold. That's right. That's right. And I'm thankful that we have him to call upon. Yes. Excellent. Thank the Lord. Obey God. I'm enjoying this. This is called, this is called popcorn preaching. I just want everybody to know and pray for me. I appreciate it. God prayers went through. Yeah. One other, one other time that I had this shot, 
that it didn't have no fault. Glory! Yeah. Time saying, Thank the Lord. Yes. I give, and I thank you, and I give him all the praise. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. He is so good. He is so good. I thought there was something on my seat. He is so good. Thinking about all these great testimonies. And folks, we're going to have to have our own testimony. Yes, ma'am. Amen. And we are going to have to be tried. And a lot of times we think that when we're going through things, that, you know, it's just, you know, well, it's just mine. Well, it is, but it's common to all of us. Huh? Oh, but you, you ever heard someone say, oh, but you don't understand. Well, I may not understand exactly yours, but we all can have things that are similar. Okay? And uh, because the scripture said, there have no temptation taken you, but such is common to man. Everybody's going to go through something. We've got to. And I appreciate the Lord. He also promised that he would bring us through every test and trial. And if we've got to look unto him. Yeah, I was just going to read one of these verses over here. uh, Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. Who are the called? Well, I haven't been called. Oh, if you've heard the, the, the voice of the Lord and He drew you unto salvation... You have been called. The call of the shepherd. The call to come and be part of him. Amen. Uh, Turn with me to uh, 1 John. 1 John chapter 2. First John chapter two. First John chapter two, and let's look at um, verse twenty-one. I have not written unto you because ye know not the truth, but because ye know it, and that no lie is of the truth. Who is a liar? But he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ, he is Antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. Whosoever denieth the Son, the same hath not the Father. But he that acknowledgeth the Son hath the Father also. Verse 24, Let that therefore abide in you, which ye have heard from the beginning, If that which ye have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, ye also shall continue in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that he hath promised us, even eternal life. 
These things have I written unto you concerning them that seduce you. But the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you, and ye need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teacheth you of all things, and is truth, and is no lie, and even as it hath taught you, ye shall abide in him. Now, little children, abide in him. When he shall appear, we shall have confidence and shall not be ashamed before him at his coming. If, if ye know that he is righteous, ye know that everyone that doeth righteousness is born of him. Yeah. Let's bow our heads. Dear Lord Jesus, we do thank you for your many blessings to us. We thank you, Lord, for the anointing of the Holy Ghost. We thank you for the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And Lord, I pray, Lord, those that have not received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, Lord, that they would hunger and thirst after you. And I pray, Lord, that you would fill them, O God, because as the days draw nigh and closer and closer, we've got to have the Holy Ghost, Lord, I pray. And Lord, here this evening, I pray that you would anoint these feeble lips of clay, that I may speak thy word, and that I might encourage your people, and also encourage them and put them on guard, Lord, that they might walk circumspectfully as they go day by day. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Um. Brother Ron did such a good job Sunday morning. Brother Robert, your assistant teacher, done excellent. And uh, he, he talked about the Antichrist and things. And the name or the word Antichrist is not found anywhere in the scriptures but in the book of John. Okay? Now he's described in other places. But only here does he name him. And I just showed you in verse 22. And notice what it says. Who is a liar? Folks, the truth is always the truth. Yes. And the truth will prove its truthfulness. Okay? Do not get sidetracked in our day and time when uh, several years, over the last several years, my mind, I guess they say, has been blown, has been shattered, has been how truth could be trampled on so much over the last few years. And the reason for that is because it's of the liar. Satan. Our adversary. Mm -hmm. Huh? The one who is against us. Scripture says that Satan is a liar and that he was a liar from the very beginning. Yeah, right. Isn't that something? That he has always been a liar. He stretches the truth. He distorts the truth. He turns it all around. And so that's why we need to stick with the Word of God. But not only that, we need the truth in us. The Spirit of truth. We need Jesus in us. 
Jesus is truth, and there is no lie in Him, and there is no lie in the Holy Ghost, and there is no lie in the Father. Come on. Doesn't matter what you may hear out there. It uh, doesn't matter what kind of books that uh, people end up accept, accepting as facts. What was that book here? Was it The Matrix? Or something similar to that? Some awful books that came out over the last several years. Well, it's actually probably been... Huh? Yeah, but I, I'm thinking more so anyone that it, it was... It was against the truth. The Word of God. Who is a liar? But he that denied that Jesus is the Christ. He is the anointed one. He is the Messiah. He is the Emmanuel. God with us. Amen. And... Um, it says here, he is Antichrist that denied the Father and the Son. When you start getting people who start trying to clip around things, huh? you better watch. Better watch it. Because he that denied the Father and the Son, he's Antichrist. And so it's important for us to not only to accept the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, we've got to accept those three. Those three are the Godhead. They are one God, but they are the Godhead. Amen. And if you want to really get into all of it, you can go over to the big book of John, the Gospels of John. And Jesus will tell you just how it is. He said, I'm in the Father and the Father's in me. Mm -hmm. Huh? Yeah. Come on. And if you want to see the Father, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Okay? And so, that's not, I'm not preaching about the Trinity here this evening. But if they deny that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, the Messiah... Amen. Also, if they deny, if someone denies that he came in the flesh, huh? He came in the flesh just like you and me. What? God made himself like us? No. God made us like him. Got to get that right. Got to get that right. I know it said Jesus came in the likeness of sinful flesh. In other words, He looked just like the rest of us. Okay? But there was no sin in the flesh. Okay? We were created because God had flesh even in the beginning. We know Him as Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank the Lord. And so here we see, let that therefore abide in you which you have heard from the beginning. You know, we need to grow in Christ. Romans talks about let us go beyond the doctrines of salvation. Okay? Let's go beyond about getting saved. Let's go deeper in. But yet, 
as far as we go into it, learning. Uh, when you get a, a little bit farther into serving the Lord, you want to start learning how to dice and slice and all that kind of stuff. And it's interesting type of things. And you're going to get into some things that we think, we hope, well, uh, I believe. And, but you may not can prove it by the Scriptures. So we, as deep as we get into the Word of God, we've got to stay in the shallows too. Jesus Christ came, amen, born of a virgin. Huh? Born of a virgin. But yet with no sin. He lived and walked among mortal men when there wasn't air conditioning, when there was no uh, telerides or, or spaceships or anything like that. Huh? He walked when uh, food was harder to come by. And he did no evil. No sin. Doesn't matter how deep we get in the Lord, we've got to stick in the shallows too. Always keep these things in mind. He will not tempt us with evil. He does allow temptation to come our way. To test us, to try us, to improve us, to give us strength. Huh? We cannot become strong unless we are tried. We're going to be tried. Yes. Huh? Who in here has ever had a bill collector call you? Huh? I don't like them bill collectors. Huh? And when I was younger, I don't know why you're looking at me like that. But anyway, Rebecca, whenever I was younger, I'd get mad at them bill collectors. Don't call me when I get money. I'll send you the money. You ever done like that? Ever got mad at a bill collector? Nobody's answering a word out here. Wow. We've all been there. Huh? Send me money, send me money, send me, huh? Do you know what? They're just doing a job. That money, when you send it to them, doesn't go in their pocket. They don't get to go, yay, I collected it, let's go spend it. No, they're doing a job. When we get it in our minds, Satan is just doing his job. When we are tested and tried, he is not particularly against you or against you or against anyone else. He's just against all mankind. He's going to test you. He's going to test me. He's going to test everyone else. It's a, such as common to man. We're going to be tested. His job's to test. What's our job? Overcome. Our job is to overcome. The Bible says we will be made overcomers. How? Two things. And by the word, word of our testimony and the blood of the Lamb. Okay? Those two things. We are made overcomers. Brother Jeff, that's just so simple. It is simple. That's what trips a lot of people up. It is simple. It doesn't have to be complex. Salvation is not a hard thing. 
Sometimes, um, because maybe we had a hard time praying through and it took us six months or a year or five years or ten years to finally get saved, we say, it only takes a moment. According to your faith. You understand that? Yeah, but it didn't happen to me like that. Yeah, but it happened to a lot of other people like that. And I'll be honest with you. I can't wait to an altar, prayed a simple prayer, and I got up and I didn't feel anything special. I didn't see anything special. But a couple days later, I realized I hadn't cussed since I had gone to that altar. Come on. Simple faith. So, we must believe the Antichrist is out there. There's several ways of looking at that word Antichrist. Uh, it can mean the opponent of Jesus Christ. So, uh, almost like they're competing, but I can tell you Jesus is not competing with the Antichrist because He is the genuine. The Antichrist may be trying to throw things off of, uh, from the Lord, but you know what? He's the genuine. He's the original. He is the one that is the Christ. The Antichrist is trying to deceive, to draw people away. And so we see also it says Antichrist. Well, when you get into the Greek, the word Christ means the anointed. Now there's two types of the anointing according to the Jewish historians and all. There was the quote, Christ, believe it or not, that's what they called them. Christ, who were the high priest of the tabernacle. And they were anointed of oil to be the high priest. And they were called the Christ. But then there's this other Christ. This other one that all the Jews knew was not the high priest. But it was that one they were looking for. It was the Messiah. The anointed one. The one John said that the Lord had told him, whom you see the Holy Ghost coming upon and it not disappearing from, that is the Messiah. The Christ. The one, amen, that we are looking for. And Jesus fit that bill, by the way. And so here, the Antichrist, he is trying to do all kind of things. And so the Antichrist by nature is a religious being. Where did all the false worship come from? Satan. When people worship in a false way toward a idol or something to that effect, where does that worship go? It doesn't go to Jesus. It goes to Satan and lifts him up. That's why we got to worship in spirit and in truth. Huh? You worshiping in truth? Huh? In truth? But now, how about your spirit part? You know, I I preached a revival years ago. Uh, Actually, I preached a revival in several Methodist churches there for a little while. 
when Uncle Bill, <clears throat> Teresa's uncle, was the uh, pastor of some of those Methodist churches. But anyway, he, um, I tried to get him to raise their hand. I said, let's, let's raise our hands and worship God. So I, got, I did get them all to stand. And I said, let's raise our hands. So I raised my hand, closed my eyes, and began to worship God. And I peeked out there a little bit. I had them all standing, but no hands going up. So I tricked them. Well, sort of. I said, can you raise your right hand? They raised the right hand. I said, hold it there. Can you raise your left hand? Raise your left hand. Hold it there. Now let's thank the Lord and worship Him in spirit and in truth. I don't know that it really worked, but I was trying to get a point across. It takes more than just worshiping Him. Oh, Heavenly Father. You ever heard somebody in that dry uh, tone? Not from the heart, but just out of reputation. Oh, Holy uh, Father. No, we need to worship Him in spirit and in truth. Amen. To worship Him from our heart. Lord, my Savior, I love You. To worship Him in spirit and in truth. And so, we need to worship Him. The Antichrist is out there. And if He can't get you with a big lie, He'll get you with a little lie. Folks, hold on to the Word of God. It's either truth or it's error. And if you're not going to take the whole Word of God, the whole Scriptures, then you're not going to take part of it. And so, it's very important. Great Scriptures through here. If you haven't recently, read the book of 1 John, and then read 2 John, and then read 3 John. These little Johns, you can read all three of them in one sitting. Uh, it doesn't take very long, but oh, the doctrine that's there. Oh, the doctrine. In the next chapter, he goes on and he says um, right here in verse 9, Whosoever is born of God does not commit sin. Brother Jeff, are you saying I'm just reading the Word of God to you? Yes, sir. Where are you at in your walk? Don't get to the place where the devil says, well, you know, we all have to sin a little every day. Such a lie of the devil. None of us have to sin. James tells us, and I'm just on a roll, and I'm try, I'll try to get off the roll pretty quick. But James tells us that there's a recipe for sin. Every man is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. So the devil can see when you're looking at doing something because uh, nowadays you can look it up on Facebook or look it up on some other kind of book or look it up some other way or you're reading a particular book or you're watching it and the devil can see what you're looking at and so he sees that. So you know what he's going to do? He's going to send somebody else by to help add the enticement. And then that draws us away. 
I've had some people just outright tell me, Brother Jeff, the Lord told me it was okay. But what about this? He said it was all right and didn't apply to me. Really? What makes you so special? Well, when I was a little teeny boy, I gave my heart and life to the Lord and the uh, preacher included me into the church and dunked me in water and based on that, I know I'm okay. That's a lie of the devil. Before a person is saved, sin is a transgression of the law. And after a person is saved, sin is a transgression of the law. And so that's why 1 John says, 1 John chapter 2, talking about how important it is. And if any man sin, if. Sometimes those little words are not included in the Greek. We just put some of those in. But if you go back to the Greek, that word if is there. It is a conditional word doesn't mean that you're sinning all the time. But it means if you fall, if you fail, if you commit a sin, then thank the Lord. We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And He is the propitiation for our sins. He is the sacrifice for our sins. And not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. And hereby we do know that we know Him if we keep His commandments. Are you keeping His commandments? By the grace of God. Yes. Yes. Y'all ever heard a preacher say, I'm sorry, as much as Brother Jeff does? I'm just asking. Huh? I say it. I'm sorry. I messed up. Come on. I've got an advocate with the Father. Huh? I'm holding on. I can tell you something. I said it the other day. How many years have we been in the church? 40. Be 41 this year. That's a long time. Praise the Lord. Huh? You. Be 40 years old? No. That's a long time, isn't it? That's a long time. Huh? 40, 41 years. I never had an affair. With somebody else. I've held on her. I never stepped out. I never had another relationship with another woman. Huh? When I was in business, I kept my relations business. Come on. Hello? 
Never did. Did we argue? I'm sorry. Did I get mad at her? I'm sorry. Huh? Amen. Have I ever talked rude to her? I'm sorry. Come on. Have I ever treated her like she wasn't special? You said, Brother Jeff, is that a sin? It can lead to a sin. I'm sorry. Do you still get aggravated with her? I'm sorry. <laughs> but folks, I want to be counted as a, a man of God. I want to be counted as a child of God. To be a, a great Christian, you got to be a great repenter. Amen. And there are times you'll have to repent. I don't know why I'm even going into some of this stuff. I got to hurry up. I'm sorry. Sometimes you got to repent for things you didn't even do. You say, Brother Jeff, where does it say that in the Bible? It says, follow peace with all men. Follow peace with all men. That's why at times, back to that first part of the message earlier tonight, Teresa, if you don't get up here, I won't quit. I said it's a matter of perspective. Sometimes people can get upset with you about something they think you've done wrong. And I'm not quite sure I did do anything wrong. But I'm sorry. Huh? I've had to go to uh, people's homes after I preached, after others have preached. And uh, I remember one particular person, I sat down there and I said, I hadn't seen you in a couple weeks. They said, well, we were aggravated or something to that effect. I said, really? I said, yeah. You said or brother so-and-so said something and we were the only people in the church that were doing that or guilty of that. And truth of the matter is, they weren't the only ones, but they were some of them. And what we had preached was scripture. Huh? There ain't scripture in the Bible that kind of cuts against your flesh. Makes you squinch around and say, oh Lord, I hope you don't require that, but he probably will. And so I sat with them and I said, um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that it hurt your feelings. But, it's not that two letter word, but it's that three letter word. That's right. But, one particular person 
I'm getting good at this after so many years of it. I said, but I'm kind of glad too. It's like, what? Yeah. Because you need to get in your closet and pray this thing through. Are you going to listen to the scriptures and live by them? Or are you just going to live your own life? I want the Lord to know me. Who was it that said, Brother Robert said earlier this evening, who are you? I want it whenever I come. I don't know how it is. We all talk about this, you know. But I want my name plastered up there. Welcome to God. By the blood and by your part, you can. Amen. And probably just as I go underneath it, I'll probably flash another name on there. Put another name. Will it flash your name? Huh? I want to make it. So let's come. Let's gather around this altar. You will be tested. You will be tried. Jesus said, ye shall have tribulation. And in your opinion, it will probably feel like the great tribulation, but it's not the one that's recorded in Revelation. So let's come and let's pray. We can make it by His grace and His mercy. Come.
Oh